Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 1st of June. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Toby Gillis. A weapons request that could turn the tides in Ukraine. This uh, may force the Russians to think about um, real compromises rather than demands for surrender. And the death toll in Brazil rises after landslides tear through cities. I woke up with a bang. When I got out, part of my neighbour's house was destroyed. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine where the country's chief prosecutor has revealed that around 15,000 suspected war crimes have been reported since the war began, with 200 to 300 more reported daily. The latest potential war crime? An airstrike in Luhansk on Tuesday resulting in a chemical explosion. Residents in the town of Severodonetsk have been told to stay at home and to prepare masks against the toxic fumes that it's released into the air. Askold Khrushchevnitsky, the Times correspondent in Kyiv, says Vladimir Putin's tactics are starting to feel desperate. They're losing lots of um, people for every inch of territory that they take, but they have been by sheer weight of numbers because they've been throwing men and equipment into the battlefield uh, because Putin is anxious or desperate to um, show some sort of victory. He's got to show something uh, for all these Russian um, deaths that have um, ensued. U.S. officials say that President Joe Biden and his national security aides will announce a new weapons package for Ukraine, perhaps as soon as Wednesday. Officials in Ukraine have been asking allies for longer-range weaponry, including multiple launch rocket systems with the ability to fire a barrage of missiles accurately from hundreds of miles away. Askold Khrushchevnitsky says that if Ukraine gets them, it could pause Russia's advances. With these weapons, and once the Ukrainians, um, um, who are confident, once they get these in operating, they'll be able to make advances and retake some territory. This Uh, may force the Russians to think about um, real compromises rather than demands for surrender. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says that sending rocket systems to the capital of Kyiv is still being considered, but has ruled out delivering anything that could breach Ukraine's border with Russia. So let me first say that the systems, uh, the system, those systems continue to be under consideration. So I don't have anything to preview on anything specific there. But as the president said, uh, we won't, we won't be sending long-range rockets for use beyond the battlefield in Ukraine. And right, but right now, I don't have anything uh, to preview for you today. Biden confirmed that his team is preparing the new weapons package, but that there were conditions that they would not be used to strike into Russia. The equipment will be paid for with some of the $40 million budget approved by the U.S. Congress for aid to Ukraine. 
To Brazil now, where 106 people are now known to have died in huge landslides in the state of Pernambuco, which have torn through urban areas over the last few days. The state capital of Recife was battered by huge downpours last weekend, leaving major flooding and mudslides in its wake. Most of the fatalities are in that city. This resident described the horrors many in the community have faced. She's speaking through a translator. I woke up with a bang. When I got out, part of my neighbour's house was destroyed. The community came to help. They were digging, trying to find bodies. Then a second bang and all of my neighbour's house collapsed. The family died. The father, the two children, the wife died. This is the fourth major flooding event in Brazil over the last five months and it's caused a major political row. Shanty towns, known in the country as favelas, are often built onto hillsides which are constantly at risk of collapse. There's little income in them and many believe they're deliberately left with little or no funding for urban planning when they're built or regenerated, leaving them increasingly vulnerable to natural disasters like this. With unusually high rainfall, that's happening more often and there's a warning more rain could be on the way. Initially, Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, was only able to visit in a helicopter, tweeting to say it was too dangerous to land. But three days on, he's been able to take in the devastation and deliver a message of sorrow and maybe some hope, as well as an oddly timed dig to the communities affected. We express our condolences to the victims' relatives. Our main aim is to comfort them and to help the population with material resources. In a moment of crisis, the governments must forget the political situation. It must roll up its sleeves and work for its people instead of doing politics over the disgrace of some, as has sadly happened with some people who lost their relatives. A government must be willing to defend and reduce the sacrifice and suffering of its people, whoever they will vote for. President Bolsonaro has repeatedly been criticised for his position on climate change, which is effectively one of denial, with hundreds now dead across the country over just a few short months from landslides. It remains to be seen if he can be convinced of its presence and the need to act. On the way, a $1.3 million sheet of parchment and the world's largest plant. Times of London Daily World Briefing To Australia where newly elected Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has appointed an assistant minister for the Republic. It's the latest step Australian politicians have taken to remove the Queen as head of state, just ahead of Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee. Bernard Lagan is the Times Australia correspondent. For Australia to become a republic, there has to be a national referendum Mm. of the people to decide to change the constitution. I cannot see a referendum happening in the next three years. And the reason for that is because Anthony Albanese, on election night, committed to holding another referendum, that is to give Aboriginal people a voice in the parliament. Mm. The last thing the government will want will be to try and run two referendums in a single term. Anthony Albanese announced that Matt Thistlethwaite, a Sydney MP, would take on the new role, adding that Australia becoming a republic was inevitable. But it might not be for some time. During the general election, his party said it was not committed to holding the necessary referendum on the issue for at least the first three-year term. In 1999, Australians narrowly voted against becoming a republic, following a disagreement over plans for MPs, not the public, to choose the Queen's replacement. Almost 55% opposed breaking constitutional ties with the UK. 
Now, decriminalising the very thing that's killing people in their thousands doesn't on the surface seem like the way to stem the tide, but that's exactly what one Canadian province is doing in its war on drugs. Since 2016, 9,400 people have died in British Columbia because of illegal drug use, and the figures are rising year on year. In 2021 alone, the number was 2,200. In an effort to reduce the casualties, it'll no longer be illegal, temporarily at least, to possess small quantities of drugs like cocaine, MDMA or opioids. They won't even be confiscated if police find you with them. Controversial maybe, but Canada's Chief Public Health Officer Dr Theresa Tam explained the thinking in a tweet. Stigma and fear of criminalisation cause some people to hide their drug use, use alone or use in other ways that increase the risk of harm. This is why the Government of Canada treats substance use as a health issue, not a criminal one. But some fear it'll see an influx of drugs to BC. Canada's Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, Carolyn Bennett, addressed those concerns in Parliament. This is not legalisation. We have not taken this decision lightly. And with it comes great responsibility. As part of the exemption request, the BC government is committed to a comprehensive implementation plan to ensure risk mitigation and support a full range of resources and services for people who use drugs. If the new law succeeds, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has hinted to Canada's Parliament that it could be spread more widely. There is, of course, more to do. And we're taking action with uh, a range of provinces and territories, as well as other partners, to end this ongoing tragedy. We know that we need to move forward on proper supports, and that's what we're doing with BC. uh, And we look forward to talking with other provinces about that as well. But it'll be some time until we know if decriminalising drugs works in British Columbia. The law doesn't come into effect until the end of January 2023. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with news of the extraordinary latest chapter in the Rafa Nadal-Novak Djokovic saga, here's John Jackson. Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic might both be 35 years old now, but when they play against each other, it's still more often than not a classic. That was no different on Tuesday night in the quarterfinals of the French Open, as Rafa Nadal battled to victory in four sets after over four hours of scintillating tennis was played. The Spaniard, who is a 13-time Roland Garros champion, was beaten by the world number one in the semi-finals at the same tournament last year and arrived in Paris recovering from two injuries that had hampered his preparations. The record-holding 21-time Grand Slam winner will now face German third seed Alexander Zverev for a place in Sunday's final. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment With just a hint of irony, Bob Dylan's original handwritten lyrics, including the phrase scrounging your next meal, will be sold to the tune of $1.3 million. Written in 1965 on a piece of parchment, Like a Rolling Stone depicts someone's fall from a stable rich lifestyle to lonely destitution. The auction house Moments in Time is also selling the original sheet music for Tambourine Man for an estimated $425,000, and a revised Blowing in the Wind, written on St. Regis Hotel Stationery in 2011. Sixty years after Bob Roten recorded Blowing in the Wind, he's giving us a new recording of his song, Dylan's producer T-Bone Burnett said in a statement last month. Financial terms for the deal were not disclosed, 
but Billboard has estimated that Dylan's master recordings would generate about $16 million a year for the company. And finally, it sounds like something out of Day of the Triffids, although a bit less killer, at least to humans. But the largest known plant on Earth has been discovered, and it's bigger than Manhattan. Boffins in Western Australia have done some serious genetic testing on the seagrass, about 500 miles north of Perth, after finding it accidentally, and discovered it's actually just one plant. Covering 77 square miles, scientists say it's remarkable for its resilience because it experiences such different conditions from one end to the other. The species typically grows around 35 centimetres a year, like your average garden lawn, so it's been calculated as about 4,500 years old to become the size it is today. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday, the 1st of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.